Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Coach Show, episode 106, where we answer your table tennis questions. Um, I've lost my show notes, and we're, <laughs> we're running a little bit late, but we're going to answer all your questions, so that's all you need to know. But essentially, today is Technique Tuesday, and we'll be discussing the forehand finish position. The 2015 Spanish Open also finished over the weekend, so we'll have a quick chat about the results there. And in the questions for today, we'll be talking about the backhand flick, the forehand flick for pen holders, and one of the most critical shots in the game of table tennis, the forehand topspin against backspin. As always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Uh, morning, Jeff, and uh, yes, running a little bit late today. Sorry, guys, and uh, and no show yesterday. So, I was, were you wondering whether we were coming back ever? Indeed. And what about that introduction, Alois? Um, just yeah. a little bit stuttery, out of practice. Yeah, and you got it. And now you got to get your um, your slide off too, Jeff. We want to see you. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> tell uh, you there what. You go. He has one day off, and look at him. He's rusty as. Let's go. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, well. Now, Alois, the, I, w I was actually away camping um, on the weekend, uh, tent, and it was up uh, away from Melbourne a little bit, and at night it was freezing cold, and during the day when the sun came out, it was really hot, um, which is quite topical because the last Pink Seals question of the day was, do you like playing in cold or hot weather? What are your thoughts? Oh, for me, definitely in the heat. Like, I hate being cold and having to warm up and try to get hot and, you know, and then your hand's cold and you can't feel the bat properly and you don't move properly. Oh, I hate that feeling. Um, yeah, so much, much prefer the heat, you know. Like, I don't mind if I'm sweating and, you know, like, you know, dripping all over the place, but yeah, I just feel like I'm doing something um, when it's hotter weather, yeah, so definitely for me, heat. but interesting on the on the comments, quite a few people um, enjoy playing better in the cold, so uh, yeah, what about you, Jeff? Oh, well, because I was from Canberra, it was quite a cold place, so I don't mind the cold too much, and once you start moving around, you do warm up, but if it's too cold, yeah, it's the, the ball doesn't seem to come off the rubber quite as well. When it's hotter, that seems to sink in a little bit better. So I'm I'm not sure, Alois. I don't think it really matters. I mean, and yeah. you can't really control the weather. So, you know, just um, do the best you can in the conditions you've got, I guess. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got bad memories of the old Albert Park table tennis uh, centre that we used to play and train in. And I remember playing pennant there on a Wednesday night and, and it was just a big old army shed, basically. And uh, I remember, you know, like playing there, it was just freezing cold. And, and for the whole night, you just couldn't get warm. And at the end of the night, you know, you still couldn't feel your fingers and the rubber is so hard and dead. And, yeah, oh, bad memories. <laughs> Indeed. I also remember that place, Alice. And you're right, it was just an old shed. And so in it just did not heat up at all in winter. It was just freezing. But then the opposite was in summer, it just like heated up and then kept all the heat inside this metal shed and it was just so hot. <laughs> yeah, true, very true. Oh dear. 
All right, well, let's move on to the Ping Skillers question for today, which is, do you like playing against long pimples? So jump onto the website, pingskills.com, and go to the blog link and leave a comment to let us know if you like playing against long pimples. Okay, Alois, time for the ITTF tournament wrap-up. So over the weekend, the Spanish Open was on. What went on? Yeah, it was really, really interesting results. You know, the um, there was there was so many upsets and yeah during the um, during the tournament. So the winner of the uh, men's singles is like Maharu Yoshimura. So um, I watched the watched the final. Good match. Um, he played against um, Chuntin Wong, who we had a chance to see here in Melbourne. Oh, sorry, in um, in Sydney when he played uh, played here last year. Um, so Chuntin Wong, a pen holder with a really incredible um, pen hold return of serve, but Maharu uh, was just all over him, in, like beat him four nil, and you know really tied him up with with his serve. Um, really didn't let uh, Chuntin Wong, you know, utilize his his um, his uh, really nice flick. Uh, return by just changing up the serve all the time, you know. So sometimes he put him in, put it into his favourite spot, but he throw him off balance a lot by serving into the middle, sometimes long, and just yeah, really didn't let him settle down at all with his return. So yeah, really good win for um, Yoshimura, um, and uh, you know hopefully that'll uh, that'll inspire him and, and get him uh, get him further up the rankings. And in the women's. Um, so uh, it was another another interesting result. So um, let me just have a look at the the overalls. So the Korean John uh, Ji Hee um, beat um, uh, Hirano in the final. Now again, watching the final was really interesting to watch. Um, just their tactical play. So Hirano was just getting moved from her backhand corner to the middle all the time by John Ji Hee, um, and and you know that just broke her down in the end. So you know, just being able to cover the backhand here and the backhand out, out wide. Um, so really, uh, really got John Jihee, um over the line in the end. Um, so John Jihee's, I think she's, she's beaten Hirano three times. Um, you know, including in another final as well. So um, yeah, strong player. Uh, good to see a left-hander. Nice to see. Um, another lefty getting up uh, for the win. So, yeah, interesting results. And, um, yeah, so Mima Ito was the other interesting one too, Jeff. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so she, uh, uh, as we saw, a winner of the German Open last week. Um, this week, uh, lost in the last 16. Um, did did okay, and but also lost in the final of the under-21 event um, to another Japanese girl, um, Yu Hirano. Um I mean, you, you think about, you know, you know, she really she should be doing better in the under-21s, but, you know, she's still, you know, got another six or seven years in the under-21s. <laughs> so that's incredible in itself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so interesting to see, you know, Mimi Ito. And last week we did t- talk about the fact that, you know, there will be ups and downs in her results. Um, she lost to uh, Yang Jiajin uh, from Monaco, obviously uh, born and bred uh, from Monaco. Um, uh, 4-2 in the last 16. Um, yeah, so some really topsy-turvy results at the Spanish Open. You know, really hard to get a, a line on anything there. 
Yeah, and I guess we see that a bit, Alloys, in the results at the moment, that it's hard to predict the results because some players will do well one tournament and then the next tournament not so well. And I guess it shows how hard a game table tennis is. Yeah, and I suppose also the depth in uh, in the game. So I mean, it, it's great, you know. Like you don't know the winner um, of the of the event, especially in these events where you know the Chinese players don't uh, don't play. It really opens it all up for um, for a wide range, and you know, it really gives some good opportunities for players to to experience, you know, winning and um, playing in finals of big events. Yeah, some really good events. Indeed, indeed. So, um, yeah, well, that's um, some interesting results. Um, and hopefully, uh, uh, we'll, oh, we'll actually, what I was trying to say, Alice, is we'll put a link to spinified.com where you can see all of the results from the tournament. And then you can click on a player and see all their match history in the Pro Tours and their world ranking history, how many titles they've won. So, um, yeah, take a look at that. And hopefully, you can, um, it'll be a good way to check out all the results from the 2015 Spanish Open. All right, Alois, it is also Tuesday, which means it's Technique Tuesday, and today we want to talk about the forehand finish position. What can you tell us about the forehand finish position? Uh, It's just one of my real pet loves about table tennis, and and the thing, whoa, hello, and one of the things that I... um, yeah, really try to stress a lot in the game. So, you know, we've, we've covered it before, but this forehand finish position is so, so critical. Um, and I see so many players just making simple errors because they just don't get it right. Um, and I think it's something that you can really work on and get better um, quickly. You know, I see a lot of players finishing over here and across that middle line of your body. Just get that bat up into this position here, up towards the forehead, um, up towards the, your eyebrow, um, getting your your arm in that 90-degree position here, 90-degree position here. So all those things are things that you can start to really focus on and just get that, just get that finished position right with the forehand. You know, um, there's, no, there's no compromise with it. Just do it. Um, just get that forehand finish position right and you'll just be amazed at how much better your forehand gets you know so just practice it practice it practice it get it right um, and you'll see much better results with your forehand top spin interesting alloy so getting that right forehand finish position is it mainly the consistency that improves um, yeah, consistency, you also can generate more spin. Um, yeah, but it is mainly the consistency because you, you're getting, you're getting um, correct stroke, you're getting good dip on the ball. Um, yeah, it all just happens for you. Just, just do it. Just try it. All right, there you go. You heard it from Alloys. Just do it. Get it done. Don't worry about anything else. Make sure you're finishing in the right position for your forehand and good things will happen. All right, Alois. Well, let's move on to the um, questions. Um, And first, we've got a question from Brock, who, well, he's got a couple of questions. He wants to know if we actually know who Brock Lesnar is. And because Brock keeps changing his name, one day he's Brock, then he's Victor, then he's Brock again. Um, So he wants to know if we know who Brock Lesnar is, Alois. And also, he says, I played an experienced player, and the problem is that he does these really spinny spins. No matter how fast an action I do on the contact point, it just goes into the net. Can you help me? 
Ah, okay. So Brock Lesnar, wrestler? Wrestler, yep. Wrestler, so, indeed. Uh, he reckons he looks like me or you. I'm not sure which one of us allies. Uh, must be me, Jeffrey, yes. Hang on. Must be me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so Brock, if, if someone's putting a lot of spin on the ball, so if it's a lot of backspin, then you, you can you can still topspin the ball, um, but your stroke needs to be much more vertical, so lifting it up. And also just make sure there's a lot of racket head speed to really lift that ball up and over the net. If you just do this, the spin's still going to take effect. So really, really brush it up fast. Um, the other thing is if you can't topspin it, just use a push back. So really get the angle of your bat back and push uh, push forward on it that way or even just lift it a little bit. So, yeah, there's always a way. You know, I mean, there's no spin that anyone can do that, that is not returnable. So just, yeah, just keep trying to learn, use the angles, use your, use your strokes, use your technique. Good advice. Okay, all right, next question is from Ilya. He says, I'm learning the topspin backhand flick and I'm finding it to be a difficult shot. I noticed that it is easier to lift backspin and no-spin balls if I contact the ball with the very tip of my racket. Should I keep trying to hit the ball with the tip? Yeah, so um, the, the reason why that is easier is because at the end here, is moving a little bit faster. So you can see that uh, with the same motion, this part of the bat moves from here all the way to there. So it's a big, it's a big, big um, movement. Whereas this part of the bat is only moving from here to there. So it's only a little movement. So because it's moving so much more um, it's and moving faster, um, it's easier to lift the backspin ball and to generate that more topspin. So, yeah, so if you are doing the topspin flick, um, that's a good place to contact it. Um, it. And it is also good for the backhand topspin as well. Same principle, the bat's moving faster over a, over the same amount of time. So, um, so you're going to be able to generate more spin, more lift, um, all that sort of stuff. Indeed, yeah, good advice. Um, I guess you just don't want to hit it right on the very tip because it's close to the edge, I guess it's a bit of a compromise? Yeah, I mean, this this sort of region here is um, is probably ideal. Yep, so if you aim for that sort of area. If you, if you get a chance to have a look at um, a good player when they're playing and have a look at the marks on their bat, you'll find that on the backhand side, most of it's here in this region here. Perfect. All right, hopefully that helps you out, Ilya, and keep working on that shot. Um, it's a good one to learn. Okay, Jung has asked, how do you do a forehand and backhand flick using C-Pen? Yeah, so with the Chinese pen hold, um, you, you can use your wrist quite well. So the forehand flick is very similar to a shake hand um, forehand flick. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, or last week maybe, yeah, we talked about um, the flick and just coming forward and, and over the ball. So with the, with the forehand, it's, it's really similar. So here, and just using your wrist this way and forward. Um, with the backhand, I think using the reverse is um, is a good way of uh, doing it. So th this gives you a much better angle on the on the racket to be able to to make the backhand uh, backhand flick with the C pen. You know, if you get a chance, watch um, the IT on ITTV the final of uh, the Spanish Open. 
Um, and have a look at Chun Tin Wong. He is just a master of making the backhand flick with the with the penhole grip. Just gets such a beautiful contact on the ball. Just goes around and just does this on every single um, opportunity he gets. So uh, yeah, so get get um, get some good images of uh, of the the C pen backhand flick uh, by just watching Chun Tin Wong if you get a chance. Great, uh, great advice there, Alois. I'll put a link to ITTV in the show notes um, so you can check that out, Jung. All right. Um, now, we've got a couple hang on, of... Hang on, Jeff. Hang on, Jeff. Um, Brock has got on and said that this, uh, this Brock Lesnar guy is twice as big as the two of you together. Has he not <laughs> seen my last... It sounds unlikely... No, 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 no. Couldn't be, couldn't be bigger than us. Surely no, not. No, no way. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Well, uh, Khalid has asked a question. Khalid says, "I have a problem with topspin versus backspin. Out of ten backspin balls in a game, I can only return five or three with topspin. Some say my rubber is too hard. I've tried Vega Pro, Tenergy 05, Tenergy 80, all of them." Don't make me satisfied. Have you got uh, any advice for Khalid? Yes, there's a reason. There's a reason, Khalid. It's not the rubber. Okay, so um, if, you, if you've tried though, all those rubbers, you, your top spin isn't right, don't, don't bother changing your rubber again. Just stick with whatever rubber you've got. It's, it'll be something to do with your technique. So without seeing it, it's difficult to tell. But have a look at our um, forehand top spin video um, of the top spin against backspin. Have a look at the technique. Try to um, emulate the the stroke that we're teaching you there, and you'll find that it'll you'll get some success. Forget about changing your rubber. It is definitely not the answer. Um, hard sponge, soft sponge, da 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 da. Nah. Think about technique. That's it. Love it. Very good, Alloys. And I think if you think you're doing the stroke correctly but you're still missing, um, a really good idea is to take a short video of yourself and watch that back because that will give you some really good feedback as to what you're actually doing. Because I think sometimes what you think you're doing and what you're actually doing aren't the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Like we are often, often, um, and, and I do it myself. You know, you, you feel like you feel like you're finishing there, but you know. You're finishing here, or you're finishing here. So it just gets some real footage of yourself, and it doesn't have to be anything complicated. Just get um, if you've got a phone with a video in it, just get someone to video five seconds of you doing that shot, and you'll be able to see um, see what you're doing. Or if you've got a, a video camera, um, utilize that, or or anything. Just um, yeah, just get some get some images of what you're doing, or you could even just have a look at yourself in the mirror doing it with. Um, with shadow play without a ball and see see what it looks like. Indeed. All right, now Valentine has asked a question on the Google Q&A app, um, which is, hey, Ping Skills, I was wondering, is it possible, and if it is, how can one get sponsored by a table tennis company? Yeah, it's a matter of approaching the table tennis companies, and, um, I mean, it, it's really basically all about your results. Um I mean, companies are looking for return um, with their sponsorship. So, if you're um, 
at the top of your level, you know, in your state or in your country, then you're a chance to, to be sponsored by uh, by the table tennis companies. But um, probably the, the best way is to, I'm not sure, just um, approach uh, one of the table tennis companies in your country. It's probably the easiest way um, and just see um, if they can help you out in some way. Yep, indeed. Good advice. And I think, like you said, Alois, um, if you start playing at a club and start working your way um, through tournaments and playing in tournaments, I think, yeah, you probably need to be getting good results, like you said, because the companies want to get return on their money. So, yeah, just focus more on uh, improving your level and then you've got more chance of getting sponsored. Um, but, yeah, like Alois said, don't be afraid to write to the table tennis companies or speak to the table tennis companies and ask them if they'll sponsor you. All right, another question from me is um, not in spin, but in a flat rally, is it better to move your wrist through hitting the ball, especially on the backhand, or not? Yeah, so um, in in the rally, if, you, if you're playing a counter-hit ball, you don't have to move your wrist through too much um, because you, it's more about the control of the, of the ball, whereas... If you are trying to put some topspin on the ball, then you can start to think about your wrist moving forward um, and through the ball, especially on the backhand side, not as much on the forehand side. You know, the, the, the forehand is more about your full arm action and a little bit of wrist coming through as well. Um, but the backhand, definitely, you can, you can utilise your wrist a bit more. So it just depends on how much time you've got, um, how much spin you want to put on the ball. Um, yeah, so... You can utilise your wrist if you've got a lot of time, especially on the backhand side. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, um, Alloys, for answering all those questions. That wraps up episode 106. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed it and learned a lot with uh, the forehand finish position for Technique Tuesday. Um, that is really crucial. So make sure you, as Alloys said, you get your forehand finish position just right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com and sign up for our free newsletter. And we will see you again tomorrow. Thanks, Alois. Thanks, Jeff. And, yeah, see you all tomorrow. We're back again tomorrow. No more breaks. See you then. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Catch you tomorrow.